You have to have a plan in mind, and that plan needs to be positioned after God's plan. And now for Light the Way. Amen, amen, amen. The title of my message today, and I think God placed this message in my heart for somebody specific today. I think there's at least one person in the room or listening online that really needs this message in their season right now. So the title of my message is called Light the Way. Light the Way. And the core of that message is basically just to tell you to write your goals, make them clear, and to make them plain. Now let me tell you why I'm saying that. Let me tell you why you have to do that. Because you will be influenced and guided one way or another. There are two directions that you can go in. There are only two directions. Our God and the devil, they stand at opposite ends of the walkway, and they both beckon to you. And God leads, and the devil tries to yank you in his direction. So that's why the famous quote goes, God has a plan for your life. The devil has a plot for your life. And most people don't recognize the fact that the devil is also plotting for your life. Like God has a plan, but you can listen to someone else's plan and you can thwart everything if you will it to be so. So if you stay still without letting God lead, you're not strong and secure enough on your own to fight the devil. The reason is because you are coming against the might of heavenly royalty turned evil. So we have to use all the tools at our disposal in order to position ourselves in the direction of God so that we can walk in faith and walk properly in the purpose that he has for our lives. So you have to have a plan in mind because if you come against the devil who has a plot, a big plot, he has everything written out where he wants for your life in line. So you have to have a plan in mind. Now, here's the thing. God creates the plan, but you got to figure out what that plan he created is because God can create a plan and you might not know anything about what that plan is and might make up your own and just go follow your own. And I promise you, the devil will automatically make you one and he will tell you, follow this plan. And he's a mastermind at that. So if you don't sit just for even one thirtieth of the time you spend actually doing things to make a plan You're becoming subject to the devil's tiny influences he expertly uses over your flesh to get you to do his bidding. So the devil uses his influence over that flesh to get you to ignore some very easy questions that you should ask yourself. Like, for example, why don't you write down your goals, even the small ones, in a quick note in your iPhone or your Android, considering that it's a little cost, but it can have such a large reward. Even if you took five minutes, you understand intuitively that if you sit down for five minutes and plan out what you're going to do, you're probably going to do it better, much better. And you're probably going to be able to get a better result with a lot less effort. But we don't think about that. And then also the question of, do you think that you'll do better at the thing that you are attempting to do by being more blind? Will you do better at that thing by being more blind? And then there's the question of those that achieve their goals. Is that at least what they do whenever they're achieving their goals? Do they not make it clear and plain the plan so that they can follow it to succeed at whatever God has for them to do? Does it make logical sense whatsoever to not take 10 minutes to plan out something you are about to spend hours over the course of the upcoming weeks doing? Not to take 10 minutes in order to figure out a specific plan of action so that you can do it to the best of your ability. 
because you might be pushing it to the limit. And this is on the wall of our household mission statement. But you might be pushing it to the limit to climb up a ladder that is leaning against the wrong wall. So if you do not plan, understand that the devil is trying to plan for you. So you have to have a plan in mind. And that plan needs to be positioned after God's plan. Let me take you to Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5. And it says, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Understand this, the devil knows that because you are facing an intelligent, sinister enemy and the devil pulls you towards haste to not make a plan because he knows it is written that that path will leave you destitute and in spiritual, physical and mental poverty. And so that is what he is trying to bring you to every single second and every day of your life. Now, let me explain to you why I believe that we don't plan, because I know for sure I don't plan sometimes because, and I can relate to this so much. It hurts. (laughs) It just hurts. It hurts mentally. It hurts physically. It just hurts your will. It is draining. Even for five minutes, that junk hurts. And let me tell you why it hurts. There's about two main reasons why it hurts. In the majority of cases, we don't really recognize this, but in the majority of cases, it hurts to actually see how easy it is to achieve the goal if we simply follow a plan whenever we're supposed to follow that plan. And seeing how easy it is for you to succeed takes out all the excuses for failure. So when you get into that one baby step moment, like for example, you gotta wake up in the morning, you say 10 more minutes, you can't say that. You can't say, I'll do it tomorrow because it's easier for you now than the tomorrow you to do the thing that you have to do. So to say, I'll do it tomorrow doesn't make sense anymore. But basically, the issue is that you recognize how easy it is for you to achieve your goal, so it almost traps you, and you feel trapped in the fact that you actually do have to do this goal now, because your vision is clear, you see the line of sight, and so you feel trapped. In the other case, where it hurts is because it's difficult, the goal is too difficult, and you say basically, it hurts to even think of the possibility that it is impossible for me to achieve this goal, even with a tremendous amount of effort, blood, sweat, and tears. So we'd rather just throw ourselves at the goal with our eyes closed in hopes that it'll work out. Now, here are two fundamental issues with these problems. Both, you have your eyes closed. You're running at a goal with your eyes closed. And it's not that you're alone. There is an enemy prowling and watching for you, trying to plot your destruction. One is because it's too much to acknowledge the possibility of impossibility in the other because we don't want to feel shackled. And I understand that. I feel that myself. That's why I'm able to say it for sure. For the difficult thing, however, if you don't have the will to even open your eyes to see how hard the thing you have to do is, why do you think you will have the will to actually do the thing? If it's that hard to even look at it, If it's that hard to even open your eyes and plan, you don't even have to do it yet, just to look at it, to see it. If it is that difficult to see the thing that God has placed in you to accomplish, why do you have the belief that you will have the will when push comes to shove to actually do that thing? And then for the easy thing, I'm here to tell you, it's a lie that you'll be trapping yourself by simply planning it out. Your plan is meant to be malleable. It just makes you walk with your eyes open rather than closed. It only makes your job easier. It does not make your job harder. It feels like it's going to make your job harder, but guess what? That's the work of the devil trying to convince you of things. All these problems, they're simply placated by the flesh. So that's why we don't ask these questions. 
It's because we don't realize that the devil is a mastermind and he communicates to the flesh. That's why we have to guard our gates. That's why they say that, because that's the gates of the flesh, basically. That's how he gets to us. And the flesh just says to you, don't worry about it. Just do what you feel. Trust that I've got it tomorrow. And when we hear that, all stress goes away. We say, I got it. I'm just going to put my head down and I'm just going to keep on going. So we think no more about these things. But today, I want to open your eyes and light the way. Because the devil, he's influencing many of our decisions. And we don't even recognize his hand is actually in those decisions. Therefore, we proclaim that it was our own choice and we make it absent of any manipulations. It was our choice. But we genuinely believe that it was absent of any manipulations. And we also will believe that it's God leaving us oftentimes. We'll believe that we're walking in the right path, but we didn't really slow down to think, what does God want for our lives? We didn't really take it through the process. And so the devil knows this, and that's why his numbers are the three sixes. I'm not going to say them, but those three sixes, six is a number of man, because man was made on the sixth day. And basically, it goes man, 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 similar to how you've got God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so it's basically replacing the Trinity with man. And so the devil understands all he has to do is to get you to say, do as thou wilt, and he can bring you down as low as he wants to bring you. All he has to do is say, don't think about it. Don't make a plan. Don't ask God. Just do as thou wilt, and you will be perfectly fine. Understand, that's all he has to do. That is all he has to do. And that's easy too. That's all the devil has to do in your life in order to bring you exactly where he wants you to go. So we have to have a plan in mind or the only thing that we have left is what we wilt. We have to have God's plan in mind to stay on track. And the reason the devil does this is because he has power over you there. Because you're letting the flesh lead. And there he can hide in plain sight and the person will take full responsibility for the actions. And you feel like you're following God's way because it feels like the right thing. It can genuinely feel like the right thing. But we are really following the plot that the devil has for us in our lives. To light the way is only one tool of many, but it can be crucial to make us succeed in our lives. Now, let me take you to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. And it says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. God has a plan on his end and a plan for you to follow on your end. You don't necessarily need to know everything. God's got some things that if you knew, then you wouldn't even be able to follow your plan. So we have to go to God first in order to establish those plans. But we definitely have to figure out what that is. And we have to go through a process to figure out, God, what is your plan for my life? What am I supposed to do on the day to day? How do I know what to do in this next step? And we have to have a plan in order to do that. Because the devil is pulling us automatically. And so we have to have a plan in mind in order to fight back against that. And when I'm speaking, I'm not speaking of just, you know, willy-nilly making a goal and saying you'll do this thing. I mean really pouring yourself into the planning process, even if it's just 5 or 10 minutes, 20 minutes. The goal is to be honest and to get the real likelihood that you will succeed. And it seems like this can be a limiting factor, but it will not be. It's just opening your eyes. It hurts. It hurts terribly bad. It hurts more than actually doing the thing that you have to do sometimes. But... It's where the real battle is. Your battle is won before it is even fought, very often. And in that planning process, that planning process is where your battle is fought. 
So an example of these murky goals, just one example, so just a superficial example, I want to start eating healthier tomorrow. So whenever you're thinking about your goal, there are three bits of data that you kind of have to take into account if you want to make a real plan. What is the likelihood of the method that you're using working based on previous examples in your own life? What is the likelihood of the method that you're saying working in the examples from other people's lives that you know, that you've seen on TV even? Isn't it close to about zero usually? Especially if you're using a method that is not working for you. You've done it 20 times. But, ooh, this devil is a mastermind with this flesh. He will get you to do something 20 times and it will fail 20 different times. Your friends, you will watch it fail in your friends 20 different times. And yet he is so good that you will say, maybe it'll work this time. (laughs) So we have to have a plan in mind in order to fight against that. Because basically what it does is you're basically saying, I'm not going to do it, but someone else will. Because the you of tomorrow is not you. That is somebody else. You say, I'm not going to do it, but somebody else is going to do it. And a big reason we put off until tomorrow those things is because we feel like we will experience less pain deciding tomorrow to do the thing than we are experiencing right now. But if you look at the past 20 times that you've made this statement, It'll be easier tomorrow. How many out of those past 20 times has it been actually easier to choose? It's always the same. And the devil is able to trick you time after time. So we have to have a plan and this plan needs to begin now. And so there has to be something that we can do now in order to make it easier for the us of tomorrow to choose. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we have to begin the full blast right now. We just have to do something now in order to make the job of us of tomorrow much easier. That's all that I'm saying. So there are three techniques that I want to kind of give everyone. These aren't just all the techniques that you would need to use in order to make just the best goals in the world, but these are just three that I use in order to make this process easier. Is there anybody in the room and you've got plans in your life that are important to you and they're worth sitting down and actually planning in order to get this thing right? Just plan simply as raising my child properly, getting out of debt, getting a job, eating healthier, losing a certain amount of weight, having more fruitful conversations with people, developing key relationships. Is there anybody in the room? Raise your hand, truly. Raise your hand, truly. Is there anybody in the room that truly has plans in your life? All right, yeah. That's the same way for me. But these plans... They're worth sitting down in order to actually make an effort to get it right before we even begin. And it can take five to ten minutes even. So I've created an acronym and it's, you know, I had to shuffle this stuff down. But the acronym is right now we need to act. Act so that later whenever we have to do the thing, it's easier. Don't postpone it until tomorrow. We act now. We have to act now. So the A in act is ask, are there other ways to get what I really want? Because a lot of the time, we will look at just one option and we will say, that's what I'm going to do. The first option that pops into our head. But we have to ask, are there other ways to get what I really want? Because the option that we have chosen might really suck. And there might be another way in order to get that thing. And then the C in act is to compare pros and cons. And it seems like we do this. We don't. 
We very, very much do not. We often look mainly at the pros and only list a couple cons, or we mainly look at the cons and only list a couple pros, whichever one we preference. But if you really sit down and write down the pros and the cons, you'll recognize that your brain does not automatically list all the pros and cons of these things. And you would assume it does, but it truly does not. And then the T is honestly one of the most important parts to me. It doesn't necessarily help you write better goals, but it can be that thing that pushes you to even begin writing your goals. Time it. Whenever you're writing your goals, don't say, I'm just going to sit down and write my goals. Say, I'm going to sit down for 10 minutes and put a timer on your phone, literally, and stop at the 10 minute mark when that alarm goes off. Because it's a different thing to say, I don't want to write these goals, but like I can't, I don't have the mental capacity to write these goals. It's a different thing to say that than to say, I don't have the mental capacity to write my goals for 10 minutes. You understand that one of those doesn't make any sense. The other one might possibly be true. But if you really time it, that gives yourself leverage over your flesh so that you can overcome it, so that you can truly write these goals. So the first one was, ask, are there any other ways to get what I really want? And then number two is compare pros and cons. And number three is to time it. And I think that God placed this in my heart for somebody in the room. I don't know who it is, but I think that that person... The devil is trying to enshroud you in darkness, but God is calling you to say you have the tools you need to light the way right now. So I just want to thank everybody for listening to my message. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, Light the Way, by Joseph Bronner. This message is number 6575. That's 6575. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6575 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Well, brothers of the word.